Hey everyone, welcome back to the Coffee and Convos podcast where the best conversations with artists, entrepreneurs, and everyone in between happen over coffee. I'm your host, Alyssa, and in today's episode, we are chatting with Lou Salem, a San Diego-based music artist who produces, performs, and mixes and masters his own music. We chat about balancing a 9-to-5 job while pursuing a music career, putting your best foot forward, moving at your own pace, and how to collaborate with others. Grab your coffee or your favorite way to keep yourself fueled for the day, and let's get this conversation started. Welcome, Lou, to Coffee and Convos. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Oh, I'm, man. I'm so happy you're here. And we just happened to be filming and recording in our new Features Pass studio. Yes. And yes. one of the first convos of the year. And I'm so glad it's with you. So thank you so thank much you. for being here. It's an honor. No, it's an honor. It's my honor, honestly, like being here, um, seeing when you guys started up with the studio last year and seeing you guys come back and start off 2020 even stronger with the brand new studio and everything. And I mean, I know we've been talking about me having, you know, coming on com- coffee and com- coffees and combos. <laughs> I can't talk coffee and combos for like a while now. So finally having it done is, is dope. Exciting. Thank you. Well, Lou, before we kind of get into the meat and potatoes of the podcast, mm-hmm. I'd love to start with what's your story? I know there's a lot to this question, so feel free yeah. to start whenever. Uh, yeah, so I'll just put it, I'll try to keep it as uh, short and sweet as possible in terms of the whole backstory, but um, my name is Lewis Holloway. Uh, I perform under the stage name of Lou Salem. Um, I'm born and raised in San Diego, California, uh, up in the Mary Mason neighborhood. Um, grew up there, uh, went to all the elementary schools as far as all, all the schools in the area. So Hickman, shout out Hickman, shout out Challenger, shout out Mary Mason High School. Um, went to college here in, um, in the city too, San Diego State, uh, class of 16. Um, yeah, born and raised 26 years, about to be 27 in March. I'm super excited to be celebrating another year of life. Um, you know, my parents came here. My mom, uh, originally from Haiti, moved to L.A. when she was eight, grew up there, and then came down to San Diego for college. Um, my dad is from uh, D.C., DMV area. Um, grew up there, kind of made his way, kind of a pop was rolling stone kind of thing. Um, made his way over to San Diego, um, eventually by way of the Navy. And then parents met and then got married, and then it was me. And then... Um, the rest of my brothers and sisters, with family settled down in San Diego. Um, I also have one older sister. She lives up in San Francisco. Um, but yeah, the family just grew up here, grew up. I have um, three sisters, one brother. Uh, I just grew up kind of a normal kid. Like growing up in Mary Mesa was a little bit different, like for me personally, just because um, a lot of different cultures um, in the area. Grew up, I was really a nerdy kid. Like, Really, like, just anything, like, education-wise, I kind of was drawn to. Um, even from, like, kindergarten, I remember, like, my mom was telling me stories of how, like, our kindergarten teacher, my kindergarten teacher would, like, call and be like, hey, you know, your son's doing great. Like, schoolwork, everything's great. But the problem is that he's getting done super early and he's, like, messing with other kids because he's getting bored. So <laughs> I was like, <laughs> when she told me those stories, I'm like, yeah, yeah, sounds about right. Um, but, yeah, like, anything. So, like, growing up, like... I gra- now, gr- granted, now I gravitated towards like music specific- specifically, but um, growing up, I was really into just anything, you know, video games, technology, um, art. I kind of like drawing and art was like my first love kind of with like, especially with like manga and anime. Like I grew up really big influences on my life. So as a result, I just ended up drawing, you know, getting into drawing that stuff first and then kind of just doodling and outside of doodling i mean like my dad would buy me art books and stuff so Mm -hmm. i started off with that and then as i got older and you know kind of the technology side playing a role like getting involved in different types of things like um shooting videos and like making videos with my brother and like friends and like learning how to edit stuff and then eventually getting into like photoshop and learning how to photoshop things and like from an art aspect and then as of the last 
I want to say since maybe 2012, so maybe like eight years or so getting into music. But I really, I say five years because it's like five years professionally, but I, if I'm going to put the whole sum of it, I'd say like eight years mm-hmm. getting into music, finding out that I like writing and like writing songs and stuff and lyrics and then getting into that and figuring out how to record and then figuring out how to make beats and all that stuff and getting pretty much to where I am now, like just eight years of just, you know, kind of that core curiosity that never dies out as far as, and what kind of keeps me going today outside of, and outside of music, but just anything really, anything new that I can learn and kind of expand my mind out a little bit always like draws and piques my interest. So um, that's kind of like, yeah, that's pretty much my upbringing. I mean, my parents all like, you know, kept me out of trouble. You know, I wasn't really like in the streets I mean, I had like my close calls and I've kind of been street adjacent, like sidewalk, but I'm never, I've never been like someone that's been like, oh, like running around, like getting into trouble like that. Like I get in trouble for like stupid shit, like <laughs> lying, like, you know, like just being like dumb, like staying out late, like mm-hmm. dumb shit, but not like anything like super serious. Like I just like, and I credit that to my parents and like family, like they were really, really strict, but I understood, I think they, they kind of instilled it in me early on to learn that, hey, if you just like do what you're supposed to, you're going to be fine. Like things yeah. may not be always fair, but it just kind of instilled in me earlier. I was like, let me just do things the right way and kind of build up that credit in terms of, especially with, like my parents and like trustworthiness that I would then, if I like slip up, it's not as severe. And, you know, and, and then I think that it just informed like how I approach everything where I'm like, you know, let me just do the right thing the first time. And it makes things easier than Mm -hmm. you know digging around and trying to you know do this and that and be places that i'm not supposed to be or be someone i'm not supposed to be i was like let me just be where i'm supposed to be at the right time or where i'm supposed to be where my gut tells me and yeah so that's pretty much the backstory like just in a nutshell i could go on for days and days and days but that's pretty (laughs) much where i'm at right now right now um i'm a musician first and foremost i think is like the number one title um like i said i've been doing it for like eight years now um five years professionally that i would consider you know like professional when i finally hit the mark that i would say for myself like as a professional artist um i write lyrics i produce i mix master engineer all this stuff um even coming up with my own artwork at times um pretty much any aspect of the independent artists like grind and stuff i've pretty much done outside of probably shooting my own music video i think it's the only thing that i haven't really done for myself or like my own photo shoot um of myself but outside of that i've pretty i feel like i've pretty much covered every aspect there is to do as an independent artist up to this point i'm sure Mm -hmm. there's a lot more but yeah i love that no that's amazing and you just released your latest project priceless yes which is so awesome and what i love about your music is that not only do you do everything yourself behind the scenes your lyrics like are just so on point. I don't know how else to describe it other than I feel like you're very intentional about like what you're sharing. And I'm really interested to know like what, where, like how does your process start when you write your music and like, do the lyrics come first? Does the beat come first? What is like, how, what's the process of you making your music? Yeah. Um, so it's kind of a mixed bag. Um, if I'm just like, going in between there's no project on the horizon or something like that usually it'll be i'll be listening to other songs i like i listen to a lot of music in my free time like constantly as much as i can and just getting inspiration that's another thing growing up is that i had a very very wide range of music music, uh, musical um loves but also like inspiration like now that i'm going into music or when i went into music so i listen to all types of music to get like the inspiration but when it comes to like the lyrics and stuff i like to listen to artists that i like and like you know drake 50 cent um my memory's bad so there's like a thousand (laughs) smino um just like all over the board as far as different types especially when it comes to hip-hop and rap like i try to listen to as much um different types that i can uh and then i'll go ahead and kind of like freestyle like and a lot of times it happens in the car for me where i'm just like you know kind of walking around or driving around and i'll hear something and i'm like oh that's a good bar and then i'll kind of like start it'll spark that like little bit of you know creativity that to get me going and start writing like my own like verse or something like that so um super dangerous don't do it 
don't drive and write lyrics to hit songs, kids. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but so that's what I'm doing when I'm just kind of messing around. But when it comes to like a serious project, I usually have a concept um, well in advance. So it's, it starts well in advance, at least a few months, um, depending on the project. When it comes to the EPs, it usually starts a few months in advance as far as, all right, um, I start producing first. So I'll, I'll be producing a bunch of beats, get kind of like a vault of beats to go from, and then I'll kind of just choose those and basically choose which ones I want and then set the order and everything. So it starts with the arrangement of like the beats and like, all right, they may not be finished or done all the way, but um, I'll know which beats and what orders that I want to go on. Um, and then from there, almost simultaneously, but from there, I'll p start picking about the topic for each song and mm. kind of the flow over there. So it's kind of like getting the outline together. Something that I learned from college, actually, believe it or not. Um, uh, and this is the thing, uh, on a side tangent, people look at school and I feel like a lot of people look at school and they're like, there's nothing for me to learn there. And I'm like, I went to school for something completely different. Like I went to school for kinesiology and I got my bachelor's in athletic training. So like completely different field from music. But a lot of the things that I learned in that degree and being at school, are, I'm, I'm looking back now and I'm like, all oh, these things are starting to like make sense and like for just general life. So for example, um, being in school and having to write research papers and having to do the research and, you know, outline everything and kind of do a completed project. I learned a lot about that. And I kind of use that approach now when I make my projects where I'll put together um, basically like the beat, I'll get the beats and or the instrumentation. I'll put it all together in terms of like, all right, these are the beats that I want on this project. And then I'll go ahead and start writing the songs. Like I'll get the, you know, the theme for each song. So kind of like um, almost like writing an essay where I'm like, all right, I have like my main thing that I want to talk about on this mm -hmm. song. So how am I going to talk about it? Almost like body, you know, or uh, introduction, body, conclusion, kind of th kind of method. Um, and obviously with, with art, there's no rules in terms of how everything, so it doesn't have to be right. so structured, but um, that just helps me to kind of get the process flowing and knowing so that way when I, um, write my lyrics and I write everything and I put everything together. It's very, it, like you said, it's very intentional. Um, I know artists talk about all the time with like, you know, like, oh, I freestyle on that booth. And I'm like, that's something that I want to learn how to do and get just because wanting to be a master of the craft, that's something that I want to be able to do. But um, for my dedicated bodies of work, it's mainly, what's the word for it? Like it's mainly intentional. It's like writing an essay. Um, I have to write, like I have to write it out. I have to write it in like, Put it all together, see it on paper, and like make sure everything makes sense. So that way, then when the whole project comes out, everything flows together. Right. Um, everything ties back in. So I'll do that. Um, I'll write the lyrics, and then I'll record everything. Um, and so usually that process itself, the actual recording yeah. and the mixing and the mastering, that usually comes down to about a week where I just like hammer everything out almost like crunch time where I have like a deadline and it's usually like the last second. And that's where like the procrastination for me comes in. I've <laughs> always been a procrastinator, but um, I'll usually have like the week before something's due and I'm like legit, like dialing everything down. Like I'm recording everything. I try to do it as ahead of time. I keep telling myself, all right, next project, I'm for sure going to do everything ahead of time. And it has like, it almost like routinely keeps coming down to the last second. But um the positive side of that for me is like in the process of when how I work is that and ends up like I end up getting super focused for a short amount of time and getting everything done, recording everything, mixing everything, you know, making sure everything sounds good. Then making sure that after I get the individual songs done, putting them all in the same like song file and sequencing them out and then listening to each one, you know, like almost like front to back to make sure that the levels and everything from each song are you know, they're, they're good from song to song to song. And so that way, like, and I learned that kind of as a process, um, I've like, like, it's things that I picked up that now to the point where I have like a, almost like a system and like a methodology that I have that works for me in terms mm -hmm. of like, I, I'm, I'm a creature of like habit and things like that. So putting that all together and just kind of step by step and then having the completed project and then putting that out. Um, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of, um, it takes up a lot of mental space in that time. So a lot of times after I'm done with the project, I don't do anything musically for a little while, just because for me, it's very, it's a very intensive process and in making sure that everything sounds good. Like, like you said, all the lyrics, like all the bars, like it's something that I think all artists or a lot of lyricists that, that we can relate to where you put so much effort that sometimes after you put it out and like when people listen to it, it doesn't always get picked up. Like 
if I sat and sat with somebody and went through all the lyrics, like it probably not to brag, but it would. I think it would just open up some like people's eyes to like how much I li- legit like every line, every detail, everywhere. Like I legit put so much effort into that. So um, for me, and like as long as for me, as long as the people enjoy the product, that's like what I. Uh, that's my ultimate, I guess, goal. Um, mm-hmm. As long as people understand what I'm trying to put together and they like they enjoy it, then that's my ultimate goal. If people like catch on the little things and nuances, I like I put that for the people that really go in and they go in and listen and they're really listening to see what I have to say. Then you're gonna find gems. You're gonna find like stuff you're gonna enjoy. I feel like I put that as like a treat for the people that listen and as mm-hmm. like for myself, like putting out the music and trying to put out the best music that I can. So I'm like, I look at it as that way where I'm like, if you enjoy the music, cool. If you're not listening to all the full lyrics, but you enjoy the music, that's like the end goal overall. But like everything else outside of that, it's kind of like a bonus in terms of like people picking up on that stuff. So, um, so yeah, so that's pretty much my process though when it comes to like putting together like a body, like a, uh, a body of work and like the music and kind of the method. Like, I mean, I have a, a bunch of methods. Like when I work on beats, I have like a, a certain process that I go through, which is putting together the beat. And then from then like where I get the basis set up and then from then on just going on to adding more, deleting out whatever, like, you know, kind of experimenting and seeing what I can come up, come up with after that. But um, that's pretty much my process. Like it's definitely super intentional um, with what I put out, um, with the lyrics that I put together. Like it's not just like, you know slapping stuff together right. and then throwing it out like it's definitely a full process and um that i go through when i do each project so yeah yeah that's incredible and so what made you decide to want to take the lead on everything from producing and then mixing and mastering when typically a lot of artists kind of work with a producer or work in a studio to get everything mixed and mastered what's the difference or like what's more of What's the reasoning and what do you think is a benefit of doing that versus kind of um, working with other people mm-hmm. to get everything done for you? Yeah. Um, Tyler, the creator, was is the main person that I credit with that mindset. Um, I mean, outside of knowing that as for myself, knowing the type of person I am where I'm very particular about you know, the things that I, like when I want something or like if I want to do something, I'm very particular about how I want it to go, especially when it comes to music um, and like stuff like that I'm doing for myself for projects. So, but Tyler, the creator, um, is someone that, because I discovered him, I discovered his music in 2011 through friends of mine at the time in high school. And I remember listening to Goblin like over and over and over like that summer. I went, I remember um, I went to, we went on a family, a family vacation to St. Martin that summer. And I remember that was like, I think around the time Goblin came out or like after, shortly after, I forget the exact date, but I do remember listening to it on repeat while I was out there and just like thinking like, damn, like this music at the time, like I was listening to it, it was like a guilty pleasure because I was like, oh my God, like I grew up like religious and you know, still am, but I was like listening to it, it was like, it was like a guilty pleasure. I'm like, oh my God, he's saying horrible things on here. Um, but for some reason it was, I couldn't like not listen to it online. I couldn't stop playing. Like I kept listening over and over and I was like, but I was like some about this to me at the time, like seemed, I was like, there's more to this than just the shock stuff at the time. I was like, there's something more to it. Um, I mean, I don't know what you would call it. I mean, I guess the universe, like whatever, but like when I looked more into him, I found out like we have the same birthday and everything. Like he's just like two years older no than me. So I was like. Kind of like when it came to like approaching the music, I definitely looked up to him because he was like obviously like further along than I was at the time. Like I was barely getting started. Um, so, but one of the things that I liked about him outside of the music, when I became like familiar with who he was as a person, was his kind of like, kind of not really like, well, yeah, fuck everybody attitude, but like his, like just the, the his determination to just say like, fuck it, I'm not gonna wait on everybody. Like him making his own beats and like when he talked about that, I was like, damn. I realized at the time I was like for long term long or for long term like sustainability and longevity in the career and the passion that we choose like as far as music being able to be multifaceted and being able to you know record your own stuff and do it whatever like cuz like I said um like I was talking about before we started recording I was like nobody's going to be care about your work as much as you do at the end of the day no matter like the bonds and relationships you have at the end of the day it's your baby like it's your craft and um I, and at the same time, I was like trying to get into you know music and stuff like that, and I would like look up beats and stuff like that. I would go on, um, 
I remember like ID Labs at the time. Shout out ID Labs. I would go to like YouTube and SoundCloud, like whatever, not even SoundCloud, but like just going to these different places trying to find beats that I could mm-hmm. rap on and download. I mean, broke kid. Like I wasn't at the time was just barely starting out. So I'm like, I'm not going to drop all this money on all this stuff. And I don't even know how to use it. Like I remember trying to, my first time trying to use like Fruity Loops and like Ableton and, you know, getting the trial versions just so I could see and like trying to figure something out and try to see if I could get a song recorded before the trial ended, you know, things like that. And it just, but like uh, going back to Tyler, like just again, his determination and his adamance on, or his, his adamant attitude on being able to do things yourself, not waiting for everybody, just going and doing it because the like the stuff was there and realizing you know, like, yeah, like everything that we need is there, the age of technology that we're in. And has as we as we've seen over the past decade has blown up to where people like our bedroom producers and bedroom rappers where they just have everything up. Like I'm still a bedroom rapper. Like I make everything in my at my dad's apartment, like in the room. Like I have my whole setup. And I've been doing that for years now. And to the point where I realized, like, you know, you don't need, like, and over the years, I realized you don't need all the fancy studio stuff as, but it definitely helps, like, not to shit on it. I just realized that for me, in my personal journey, I was like, you know, you don't need all that extra stuff. And, like, if you you do um, kind of, like, you can do more with less than Mm. you think, I think, like, that's, I think, what I think holds a lot of people back where they think, oh, man, I got to save up for studio time. I got to do this. And I mean, like, to get to where I'm at, I've gone through, I've went, I've done recording in the studio, I've done all that, but it kept coming back to that core idea that I, again, was inspired by with Tyler, where, like, just kind of just do it yourself, like, where I was like, there's no reason why you can't do it yourself and figure everything out and just go on that path. So, like, legit, I remember, and this is gem, gem time, um, Linux Multimedia Studio, free software that I found on the internet, just searching around, legit was Googling free music, beat production software, DAW, digital audio workstations. I was like, what can I find? And Linux Multimedia Studio was the one I found. And it ended up being like my best friend when it came to like learning how to make beats and stuff like that for the next three, four years, I think. Um, and learning how to make beats and that. And I mean, like I said, it's perfectly free. Um, there's splice.com, which if you know, you know. But if you don't know, it's basically like it's a it's a site where you can sign up for a subscription. They have a bunch of stuff available, but I specifically signed up for the sounds that they have because mm-hmm. um, I realized with Linux Multimedia Studio was that it's not so much the um, it's not so much the software that you use. It's just I realized that, like, and this also came from me being like computer tech savvy and learning how to just do stuff behind the, like behind the scenes and like files and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm getting super nerdy about it, but um, realizing that, okay, I know the software, I know where the directory and the files are. So if I just replace the files and or I add sounds into the samples and folders and stuff like that, like I can do the same thing. I can still use the software. I just get better sounds. So that's mm-hmm. what I needed. So mm-hmm. one of the first things I did after downloading that was going and finding where I can get free sounds and stuff and working from there. And then I just I'm, like builds up this library of sounds and just started working on you know and the first things i came up with were super duper simple but it helped to like set the groundwork and kind of cut my teeth on something that again was completely free for me to be able to just get the pat get the thing going i didn't have the thing looming overhead like oh i spent all this money like if i walked away from it there was no it was like pure like just will at that point in termination as far as doing it for the love of figuring out the music and making your own stuff. And at the time, like I did like a project before where I used other people's beats, but then after that I switched to the Lou Salem moniker and continued. And that point on, I think was like all pro- original production from that point on, as far as songs that I put out um, with the exception of like one or two, but I think like everything outside of that was like my, again, my own production. So again, going back to what Tyler said, just, that independent route. And then along the way, he, seeing and hearing things that were confirming what I was doing in terms of like the, the rise of the indie artists over the decade, um, people kind of keeping things in-house. Um, one thing I will say is that while I'm definitely proud of uh, and I definitely champion learning how to do everything yourself, um, that doesn't necessarily mean staying on doing everything yourself. I think it's just important Again, longevity-wise, I for me, I already know that when my career as a rapper is over, that I'm going to production, like and learning how to, and like, because I learned how to produce, so I'm like, it would just mean going full time in production. And I was like, instead of like splitting between the two, like, so like, I have my game plan mapped out, like for whatever this rap career shit ends, like, that's my next move, like going into it and like learning other things, like. I've learned that whatever I put my mind to, I can I can do. Like not again, not to brag, but it's just like 
I like knowing myself and knowing like them out, like being if like if I'm able to do this music shit from scratch and learn how to do it and like go to YouTube tutorials and just pick up knowledge from everywhere and learning how to do all this stuff. If I can do that myself with music, like what's to say I can't do it with learning how to do photography? And not and it's not to say that it's easy. It's just that I was like I've done it once. I can do it again. Like if need mm-hmm. be. And that's like just the mentality they have. So and that, and I think that's what keeps me here and what's got me to this point of music and being able to put out the quality of music where I'm like, I can I can do whatever it is that I put my mind to. Now that being said, like I said, that doesn't mean to stay in that your own little bubble, which is something I've been trying to break out of the last couple of years. And um, again, it's it's a little tricky for me personally because again, I'm a particular person. So opening up and letting other people in has been a very hard thing for me, but I'm getting there. I'm slowly yeah. getting there and I'm, I'm reaching out. But to artists that are also like the rest type, which are like, you know, they're kind of like do everything yourself and whatever, like champion that, yes. But also break out and get around your bubbles. Like, again, it's, it, it's like just expanding your mind, expanding your sound. It'll only make your music better to be able to work with other people and see other processes and, like, you know, add that to your tool belt while also creating great music at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, that's how that's kind of how I got into it in terms of, like, producing everything myself. Not only studying, not like, I mean, yes, Tyler provided the spark for it and, like, to really, like, get me thinking about it. But, um I do credit, um, like, the people that came before me. Another one is Kanye West, like, with him in his production. And while he, the last couple of years, I don't personally agree with, like, a lot, if not damn near all of the stuff he's been doing. Um, I do hold a special place in my heart for his story and how he came apart, like, when, or not came apart, but how he came up. I remember when I was little, I had three albums that, I think I used to play like as far as rap albums that I would list as my favorite albums, rap albums of all time. One of them's called Dropout. Played it on repeat. Like to this day, I could probably rap. Well, because my memory's bad, so I could rap most of it. Um, the Massacre album by Fifty Cent, front to back, damn near could rap the whole thing. Like to this day, and then the Black album by Jay Z. Those three mm-hmm. rap albums in particular, like shaped and are like the reason that I'm here. And I feel like if you know my music and people understand, I think you can trace back those roots as far as how I move musically and like production wise and just like the mindset that all those three people had. And then you throw in Tyler in the mix. Those four are like my kind of like my personal Mount Rushmore as far as like my, Uh like the people that I look up to and that kind of helped shape my career and like mindset musically and especially when it comes to hip hop shaping those out like that's my so again like i said jay-z um 50 cent uh kanye west and then tyler those are my four you can debate me or not i don't care (laughs) those are the people that i look up to the most um when it comes to the music and of course i've picked up a lot of there's like thousands of artists that i've probably come across in the past you know my lifetime that i look up to not even just in hip-hop but outside of music like or outside of hip-hop with like the Beatles, Jimi Hendrix, mm-hmm. um, one of my favorite all-time bands is this band out of Seattle called Minus the Bear that a friend, a couple friends put me onto in uh, middle school, and like they're an indie rock experimental band. If you've never heard of them, go check them out. They just uh, had their final tour last year, but I highly recommend their music. Like if you're into that type of stuff, like it's just super dope music. But again, like as a hip hop artist, I feel like a lot of artists like kind of close off. Or I think I don't know. I think in times now we're in a different place where a lot more people are open to other stuff. But mm-hmm. like coming up, um, all those influences, all those types of music, Daft Punk, even like all those different Daft types of like genres and stuff are pretty much the reason. Like, and you can hear it in the music. I feel like Priceless is the most perf- is probably one of the most perfect examples of all those influences and stuff coming together in such a like a short concise project. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep making music, obviously, but. Right there, it was like if you want to get a good across the board, like palette almost of what I'm or a sampling of like the stuff I liked growing up and what I'm making and continue to make. Like I feel like that's a good representative of that so far. I feel like are my best closest representative of that so yeah. far. It's a really great project, and I do want to bring you. something up that you mentioned earlier is doing more with less because I yeah. feel like creatives and artists and entrepreneurs feel like they can't start unless they have a specific thing, unless they have the resources and Mm -hmm. the tools at their fingertips. And Mm -hmm. what you were saying about how you taught yourself everything, you look things up and like you Google, you Googled it, you YouTubed it, you, 
you really put in the work. And what I admire most is that you're doing all of that while also balancing your nine to five. Yes. And I would love to talk about that is that people limit themselves Mm -hmm. when they have a nine to five. I know I did for the longest time before I quit um, and started like freelancing and then starting this business before that I I made all the excuses I was like you know what I, I need to make x amount of money first and I need to invest in this this thing before I can quit and it was finally when I was like you know during my free time I want to I want to create a platform for myself I want to connect with more people mm-hmm. I want to know what it's like to be an entrepreneur and a creative without having to like dive in all the way and mm-hmm. I think you do such a great job of putting out quality work for one, doing it all yourself, and then doing it while you have a nine to five. And I think you can truly attest to, like, there's no excuse. Yeah. You know? So I'd love for you to just talk about your experience of putting in the work and, like, actually, like, not letting no resources, like, restrict you. Mm-hmm. And you just, like, really making it happen for yourself right you know right. um one thing i will say because like and again like i said like I, you know I've, I've learned a lot of things like to get to where i am I, it took a lot of like self-determination and learning and going to get things myself um but i will say that it's not possible also without without a support group and reaching out to people like there's there are certain things that i reached out to particular people to learn how to do and from then on and like and took that and kind of ran with it but like i said like um so it's, it, the first thing I think to maintaining that balance would be knowing your priorities, um, knowing what you're willing to sacrifice to get to the levels that you want to get. If you just want to like make beats in your free time or like, you know, produce or make your art or create a website or shoot videos in your free time like as a hobby, like then cool. You don't need to the 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 the. the the pressure isn't there like you don't have to go as hard as you like as people probably think you would um and again it's a, it's a hobby it's a, at the end of the day like if you're do, for that level if you're just like you know it's pure enjoyment like you don't have to it's not so much but for um speaking to the artists that they one day want to make their passion you know full time and they're stuck you know doing the side work and they think that damn like i'm not quitting my job we see on the internet all the time where people are like oh i quit my job in my nine to five and i went full time and went ham and did all this stuff and i'm like that's cool and all but there's no one size fits all. That's the thing like I can't stand when it comes to any approach where people think there's a one size fits all solution. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not. Um, if you got bills to pay, you got bills to pay. Like a lot of us have loans and shit and like car payments, whatever that we got to pay off. And that like we have obligations, families that we have to support and things that we got to do. Like you got to do what you got to do. So if you got to work a nine to five, like, yeah, you got to work it. Like, do you don't feel left behind or don't feel like. Don't ever let anybody feel like um, make you feel like you're not working hard enough because you're working at 95 and trying to make a, a dream, a career out of thin air for yourself. So don't ever I'm like, don't ever let anybody tell you, oh, well, you, you must not want it enough because you're still working at 95. Fuck that. I got bills to pay. <laughs> like if, if this shit, if, my, if I don't pay these bills, I'm really fucked. So like I'm like I look at it as do what you got to do. Take care of yourself. Take care of like. Like Marshawn Lynch just said in that interview where he was like, take care of your mentals, take care of your physical, take care of your chickens, like take care of you first and foremost. And I mm-hmm. think that's the number one thing where people like fail to make the priorities and they're not sure where to start. Well, I'm like, you know what? Make sure you're good, first of all, that your mental state, that your physical physical state is good before even thinking about trying to go and pursue a career or passion or whatever it is because of the fact that at the end of the day, you got to be good first for you to make the best craft or be able to put your best out there so if you're not out there and granted nobody's perfect nobody is always 100% all the time like I'm not happy 100% of the time like I we're all human we go through real things all the time but it's a matter of knowing that you can't put your best foot forward if you're not your best foot like if your foot isn't the best you know what I mean like <laughs> right. if you're not taking care of yourself so I think that's the first thing is making sure that and let not make again it comes back to like again with the internet and uh, uh, social media and everybody's got their highlight reel and it's like nobody's posting. I mean, there are people that are posting. I don't want to say that everybody's posting, you know, or, or not everybody's posting like their their failures and stuff like that. But you got to remember at the, um, at the end of the day, 
there's a lot of, of a facade that goes on on social media where people aren't posting themselves. They're posting their highlight reels. They're posting whatever. And you got to understand that. So and, and I love this statement that John Mayer made a couple like about a year ago that, that stuck with me where he, where he brought up the fact that we're living in a time where um, we're more connected than ever. But that humans were never made, people weren't designed and we're not here to be able to connect with everyone. Like mm-hmm. we're supposed to be in smaller groups, like smaller societies and groups. So we live in a society now where we have a massive overload of information where we're exposed. We're not, we were never meant to be exposed to this much highlights and all this stuff. So it gets really discouraging. And now you see concurrent or like as a result, you see a lot of people that have more anxiety about feeling like they're not where they're supposed to be. Um, and I look at it as every decision you make, whether it's you feel like it's the right decision or the wrong decision, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Um, you may feel like I feel like in my career, like I look back at all the times where I thought, OK, now is the time going to blow up. OK, now is the time this song's going to blow. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. And I look back and I was like, no, you weren't. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. You weren't ready. Like things if things had popped off when I was 21, I'd be I probably I couldn't. I can't say for sure that I would be like in the same place I am now, or like I, I would have made on the right path. But it's just there's a lot of things. I, I was a completely different person or type of person in terms of like the way I would react to things and mm-hmm. the way I thought about the world than I am now. Getting ready to be 27, so I'm like, yeah, it may. I, I may have thought that I was ready, or I made one of the things now, but it's taken longer, and I've become okay with the fact that you know what things are gonna happen the way that they happen. I'm moving at my own pace that works for me. Now that may be taking the longer route in terms of not you know instead in terms of staying at the nine to five while still working the regular job i've realized that it's going to take longer and i'm okay with that because again the society and the pressures to like get everything now get everything done you're like oh if you're not doing it you're not doing anything what are you doing like why don't you quit like you know and like again i'm like yo just move at your own pace if you feel that and if you have the ability to be able to quit your nine to five you don't have all the obligations like you're cool like you're whatever's everything's good and you have that ability then go for it then if the time is right if you feel like it's right for you then go for it but for you don't go for it because people are telling you and trying to convince you that you're not going after it, that you're not hustling because you don't because you're not you, you know you still working nine to five like i said like it's it's whatever is right for you and then it comes back to not applying the band-aid one fits all solution or one like one size fits all so i think that again understanding like moving at your own pace keeping your priorities in check like and being honest with yourself about like how bad do i really want this where if you're going after something and like you know kind of looking at yourself in the mirror where you may talk about oh, i want to do this and that but it's like are you going you're going out to the club every weekend like doing all that stuff it's so it's, so it's two sides of the coin where it's like yes move at your own pace but also understand that if you do certain things and you do the same thing over and over that's not leading you toward where you want to be and you do the same thing over and over and you expect a different result that's the definition of insanity to do that that's the different you know like just to be in that cycle so it comes to the point where if you think if something's not working for you then try different things like mm-hmm. try something new try something else that'll get you closer that you feel like is more in line with what you want to do that may mean not going out to the club on the weekends that may mean missing a couple birthday parties or events i got and i know that for me personally how I've had a big issue with that with FOMO and like trying to balance like the life right. things and stuff. And at the end of the day, for a lot of times I've chosen the life things over the career in music, which to its detriment, my, I feel like my career definitely has taken a longer route. But the bright side that I look at with this is that I'm making and I'm making life experiences to be able to put in the music where yes, I take long times in between projects. Yes, the music is taking longer to come out. But this is where I empathize with the uh, Rihanna's, the Frank Ocean's, like the, the people that take years between projects. You got to go out and live life. Like yeah. those experiences that they put in the music, you can't, you don't have, if you are stuck in the studio by yourself, just doing the same thing over and over, your music can't be great if you don't have those real life experiences. So I look at it as where, yes, sometimes, sometimes I take a break and I'm like, all right, I'm just sitting around and like watch Netflix or something like that. I'm gonna just live my life. You know, like, I'm like, I'm gonna live my life for a little bit because at the end of the day, like I said, at the end of the day, it's all about being good with you, making sure that you're straight. So if you need to take breaks, take the breaks, listen to your body, listen to your mental state, listen to yourself and do what's right for you. Again, be honest with yourself as far as knowing where you are, where your career is at, where you want to go and the steps that you're taking to get in that direction. Um, I think that 
you know, any step forward is a good step forward, no matter how big of a step. It's just a matter of being patient, understanding again where you are, the direction that you're heading and understanding that if you're trying to build a career out of it, it's going to be a long road. You're going to make mistakes. Things aren't always going to happen in your favor. Yes, shit is going to be stressful. But I think that when you understand that those things are going to happen, mm -hmm. it takes a lot of the anxiety out of it. It takes a lot of the stress and the pressure out of it. And you can kind of move and just be like water and adapt for every situation. And that's kind of the method and the the approach that I take to it. And that's how I think that's how I balance everything. Just being like water, just taking everything like things are going to happen. The sun is going to rise the next day. Yes, you might be bummed about Know, missing out on an opportunity or something like that but at the end of the day every new day that you get you wake up be thankful you're alive you have mm -hmm. your limbs you like you have like you're like if whatever situation you are in you know waking up another day and being able to pursue if you have that ability thank you know you know be thankful for it and just reset every day and to try out you may be stuck in the same rut for six months but it may be right after that end of the six months where you think you're about to give up you think like damn maybe i should walk away you push through you know boom, your next breakthrough comes through. So I, yeah. I look at it as like that, like just take everything one day at a time, be patient, be, just be, and, you know, mm. and move with move with the purpose and things like that. And how everything is going to play out, it's going to play out. But yeah, that's, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing that I take into it. And just understanding, last thing I will say, for those of you working at 95, if you have a 95 and you've got benefits and you've got everything and you feel like, damn, maybe I should walk away, I really, really, again, advise to make sure that it's right for you and that you're, the situation that you're giving it up for and walking into is going to be right for you. Because, again, in a society, and this is outside of music. This is outside, just in general, like having mm -hmm. health insurance. Like the 9 to 5 that I have, I'm blessed that I'm able to have, you know, pay time off and insurance and benefits like that, that and a job specifically that allows me some freedom that works for me enough that I'm able to, like, because I look at health Number one, like I said, I went to college for school and health and fitness and um, athletic training. And I look at, I take a really, really big priority and I place it high as far as health and taking care of yourself, like exercise, fitness, and all this stuff. So for me personally, I look at it as having health insurance is a very big priority to me. So having that nine to five while I'm working on this career to where I can get to the point where I can replace a nine to five with my career and, you know, work out a way and, you know, eventually have health insurance. Like that's for me, like that's my big goal, like at the point where, or like, my benchmark where I know I can quit is where I'm like, all right, all my bills are paid for. I can have health insurance and all that stuff. Cool. Maybe it might be more expensive on the freelance or, you know, on the creative side if mm -hmm. I leave it, but I'll be able to afford it and have it. That's like, those are the things that are important to me now. That may be important to everybody, but I look at it as that. Like, just, again, priorities. You don't need the fancy stuff. Like, you don't need the fancy cars. Like, if you have health insurance and all that stuff, take it. You make, I mean, I, like, I've learned some things the hard way for sure, but I'm just saying, like, priorities, like, are important and I feel like health, your family, your livelihood, like your mental well-being, those all should be like number one, if not top, over the music for sure, like or whatever creative path you're trying to pursue. So that's just me. So no, I love that, and you <laughs> definitely touched on the importance of self-care and honoring yourself first, and just being present yes. because I feel like we're also living in that day and age where it's just like hustle, 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 go, go, go. And yeah. then you get burnt out. And then what happens next, right? Like mm -hmm. it affects your health. It affects your mindset, your well-being, and you can't perform your best, whatever yeah. it is that you do. And just as creatives and entrepreneurs and anyone, you know, like it's like life is hard in general. Yeah. And just, I don't think we give ourselves enough breaks. And mm -hmm. I know that mm -hmm. we're our worst critics. Mm -hmm. And it's it's tough, but I feel like now more than ever, especially like, you know, we're all getting older, yep. our parents are getting older, like you just have to pay attention to like what's, again, what you prioritize for mm -hmm. yourself. And that should always be you and your health and well-being. And that way you're not pouring from an empty cup. Yeah. And that's like a constant conversation I've had here in Copy and Combos and just with people in general. And I, I love that you brought that up because, I mean, I didn't have to ask you about it. And you you bring up such a great point um, about your lifestyle mm -hmm. and you balancing what's important to you. And that's amazing that you, you get to do that and you you're you have all those resources mm -hmm. you know to to pay all your bills to to live a life 
that has benefits and you're you know you're at a stable place and then you could also focus on your music at the same time yeah and it's it's finding that that balance and finding like what what makes you happy at the end of the day too so that's really awesome and i applaud you on that because you've created some really epic music and i think the one that comes to mind because i relate to it the most is how convenient oh yeah because I think that was like one of the first songs Ian has shown me. He's like, oh, you got to listen to this. Yeah. You know? Like, yo, you got to <laughs> put this on. And it's, it resonates so well because it's funny that people do kind of like show up, mm-hmm. you know. And like that's what I love about your lyrics is that they're so on point and they're so relatable because there's like moments that I pick up personally. And I'm like, man, I felt that. You yeah. know, I felt that same experience because like two years ago blah 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 but yeah you know and again going back to what you were saying earlier about you live life and you know you're doing everything at your own pace but it makes sense for you yeah and especially because everyone's putting out their highlight reels everyone's trying to put this perfect persona out there have you seen that trailer to the circle on netflix yeah oh, i've been hooked on that show okay like, so i started watching <laughs> yeah i started watching a few episodes myself and i was just like yo this is wild yeah. you know the catfishing thing mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. personas that people are putting out there and they can't even see their face to face like yeah they're no they're not face to face or anything and i was like i was gonna say like spoiler alert for you, if you guys if you haven't watched the show but just that that show goes to show like i really at first i thought it was really cringy like the first yes, couple of people i was yeah. like god dang this is cringy but the show ended up having way more heart and like I mean, granted, it's reality TV, but it had way more to it than I was expecting. This is not an ad. Um, but it had way more than I was expecting to it. And as far as it's kind of commentary um, inadvertently or purposely on social media and how mm-hmm. we interact with each other as people, where if you don't see people face to face, like everybody on there is like, you know, presenting their best before, like, and the catfishes as well. Like, when you're on, when it comes to online, like, you've not, you're never ever, you can never be 100% sure what's like really real. Um, especially in this day and age where people are doing stuff for clout they're like clout chasing they're doing pranks and whatever and you you, you can never be sure what's real but i love about like and I, i'm glad you brought that up because that show definitely shows you that while um while emotions and stuff like the individual you can see the individual people are going through their own real emotions you can yeah. also see like when people are manipulating or saying things for a certain response and like how it's being received when they cut back and forth and you see how it's received on the other end where the person's like, dang, I hope they really like understand where I'm coming from. And then the other person's like, oh, they're just being manipulative Mm -hmm. or somebody is being manipulative and the person's like, wow, they're so genuine. And I'm like, if only you knew, man, if only (laughs) you knew. And just like, yeah. And again, it comes back to, I think, looking at what's real and what's not in the priorities and stuff. Like, Like, I'll be honest, like, for me, my personal situation, I live at home. Like, I have my job, my nine to five. I've been doing music on stuff. Like, I live with my my, with my dad and sister. Like, like what I put, and I feel like I'm pretty honest. Like, I don't, when it comes to social media, like, there's promotion and stuff. But, like, in real life, like, I'm a goofy dude. Like, I like all <laughs> the, like, I like, I'm a nerdy person. I like reading articles all day. Like, shit like that. Like, there's a lot of stuff that I'm into. And it's, but, like, again, like, it's just about, putting i guess like just being real being you and knowing that aspect and like understanding that again like you said like with the circle is a great example where people are just putting the real they're putting out the image that at the end of the day they're putting out the image that they want to put out Mm -hmm. even if they're putting out straight up them excuse me um even if they're putting out like just them out there again is what they want to put out they're not putting everything out there despite what everybody would want or people would want you to believe or like this is really my life like i th- i look at it as take everything with a grain of salt mm. when it comes to media and what you see online um yes there are things that you can fact check and i also encourage people to do their own research um some that i've been talking about with my dad about lately because we talk about the news and politics a lot um my number one thing is that like in following the news like i spend a good portion of my mornings every morning like reading up especially with all the stuff that's been going on i've been reading and just reading to understand not so much to form an opinion about like oh what i think should happen but just to understand like well what's going on right now like and i think a lot of people in this day and age because it's so it becomes so fast-paced the internet is like now 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 you got to post thing like oh you, you woke up at eight someone woke up at seven and they're already posting 
and all this stuff. And you got to wake up and like, oh, people are ahead of you or beating you to the punch. And I'm like, well, take your own time to research mm-hmm. and understand and seeing how there's people that don't there's there's just, like especially in the internet just people that just don't want to like they're like i don't want to do that like i don't got time right. for that and it's just like it's it's a wild wild world we live in and at times it can be a lot to understand and take in to realize that one you got to take everything with a grain of salt but it's a lot of work to research and do everything yourself so i can understand why people just kind of defer off to like and why we have people like news anchors and you know the politicians, the people that we elect that we or like people that we go to, like a baker. Like I'm not gonna learn how to bake a cake, so I'm gonna go pay somebody <laughs> that that's the profession to do. Right. So we have these people that we put in places that we trust them to do what they do. And so the problem becomes where now in a society, I think we're people that we trust to be the authorities or to be the the pundits and to be the people that we go to for this information where they stop doing the research themselves. So I'm like, well, who's gonna do? So now we it's almost like we have to go back. To being proactive about that and the, just the, the times that we live in not everybody wants that everybody has time for it because of the society that we set up we're set up in where we have to pay like again pay bills like i don't got time to spend a lot of people got families and stuff to do like where i don't they don't have time to go and sit like i do for example and like go and read news articles like yo i gotta go get this money like i got i got one 14 hour shift and i go straight to the eight hour shift there's no time in between like i'm dead tired like i'm doing this every day like things like, and i'm like that's the society we live in. And I'm like, it's sad, but you know, it's understanding that again, when it comes to that regard, like if you have the time, I I was like, I, I, I feel like I plead with people. If you have the time, make the time to go out and do some research for yourself, read up on stuff. Like I know reading isn't the most exciting medium for everybody mm-hmm. and it may not be the most easy thing, but just trying to go out and making the effort to read multiple sources. Don't just get stuck on, your BuzzFeed or your Shade Room <laughs> or your TMZs and or your CNN or Breitbart, like whatever like place you go to for news, don't get stuck on that one thing. Because again, then that's how you end up tunnel vision and closed minded. And so like, I'm right, I'm right. And like looking up articles that confirm you're right. Whereas instead of going up and looking up other stuff that confirms, oh, dang, like, I didn't know that. Or I, I might be wrong about this or about this particular thing. And just having a full view of the situation not to be right and not to brag it about other people, but just to have for your own personal understanding. So that way you don't just go around blindly believing everything that's going on and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, yeah, it's, it's a wild world. Like, yeah. <laughs> Dang. I feel like we just have a whole episode about social media. Yeah. But let's talk about mm-hmm. collaboration. Because okay, yeah. I feel like you, as artists, you know, it's always – like collaboration is one of my favorite things, you know, like you and I were collaborating on this conversation exactly. and like collaboration can be so many different things. And especially for you and your music, I love to know how you like approach collaboration and what you look for and how you find the right people to collaborate with. Cause I know it could be intimidating to reach out to like some artists you admire or people that you really like in your industry, but you're like, Oh, like, Am I on the level? Are we like, you know, competition? At least I, yeah. I don't believe in competition, but you know, yeah. others kind of see that as a hindrance. Yeah. You know, so I'd love to hear more because I know you have some collaborations on your latest album. Yes. Um. So the way I approach collaborations, first and foremost, are if I'm going to work with someone, it's because I believe in what they're doing, and I'm a fan. Like first and foremost, a fan of what they're doing, and then I believe in what they're doing as far as like their mission and their goal. Um, so it's hard for me to. It's like a lot of times, like I don't just outright work with people because of the fact that I need to know what you're about first. Um, not just in this day and age where um, I feel like the best way. Yeah, I guess the best way to put it is to make sure I work with people that from my interaction with them and conversation with them that they align with what I'm trying to do and they like they get what I'm trying to do and if they do then we can make some work. Now granted I have a lot of people that I've met that I have aligned with that I just haven't been able to work with like for whatever one reason or another we just haven't gotten around to it um which is something I learned about the music industry when people think like oh well how come this joint album hasn't dropped and it's like yo dog people got schedules like it's just and their priority isn't always the project that this joint project like this stuff going on so um but first and foremost I look at the type of person that I want to work with and like, am am I a fan first and foremost? And then I think about the fit. I think about, you know, will this, this collaboration while like I'm, I'm a fan of their stuff. 
do we actually have enough in common to make something that when we collide that will come out well and that'll come out good um so i look at that um again building a relationship with people i think is like the first and foremost thing to having the best collaborations um yeah and i look i look at the people that and and then just not being scared to shoot your shot like yo man and being a fan and i think people think like or where it's too cool they're too cool to like share each other's work first before even asking for like a collaboration i remember reading an article or like reading up about that where like artists you know like just kind of blindly shooting into dms and you know or like not just dms of like artists but like let's say you're trying to get your artist and you're trying to get it on a publication or something like that and you're trying to reach out to a writer of an article or like a, of an, on an uh, editorial or something like that and you want them to write an article on you but they're like i have no idea who you are you just blindly shot in my dms um i'm i i, le- I learned from that that method of just if you want to work with somebody like be a fan first like support their stuff first not for the end goal of one day i want to collaborate with this person like if you do cool but i've i've come i started coming at where i'm like you know i'm gonna just share stuff like that i think is cool and even if maybe i don't and this is the kind of this the thing that i really should be better at but like sometimes like with friends and like people that release projects i may not release them or i might not listen to them personally but i'm gonna sh- i share them just because yo you're the homie like i want to support like even though i haven't had the time to listen to it yet like i still want to get that out there the reason why I say I should listen to it is because you never know what somebody's putting in their music and their product. And I'm a big, uh, I, I really dislike when people just share stuff blindly, like as far as when it comes to like news articles and stuff like that. So I think that um, it's something that I definitely got to get better at where I, I listen to it for myself first, kind of like fed it as far as my personal taste and make sure that again, that aligns with what I'm doing personally. Mm-hmm. And then like, there's not, there's no like harmful messages or things like that. And if it's cool with myself and what I'm trying to do, then I share it. Um, but again, with the collaborations, um, like I said, not trying to force it, um, not trying to go with somebody just because maybe you are a fan, but like, you know, trying to jump on someone with someone because they're hot or whatever. I think that, um, something I've learned from the production side where producers are trying, you know, when producers try to figure out what artists work with and they're trying to like get a single, it's like, yo, work with a local artist that's at your level and build with them. And what, like that relationship, it'll be far more than just getting an album placement. Shout out to like Illmind and, um, those types of producers that have put out game like that and put out information. But it's like, yeah, it's true. Like working with somebody and rather than trying to punch up above your weight class more times than not, or more often than not, you're going to find somebody that's around your level on your local, like around you or like you're at your level that is trying to do the same thing. And building that relationship is going to be far more beneficial. And the music is going to come out far, far better than just trying to get a feature or trying to get somebody on your record and like a plug and play, like send emails back and forth. Like, it's it's way better in my in my opinion the approaches to collaboration is way better to just be in there with the person and cook like in the studio or cook in the moment um and and do it that way now granted i haven't had too many collaborations again just because i've been kind of like a homebody like i'll legit just sit up in my like room and just be making beats like by myself and just kind of because also because i'm like weird I'm, I'm like believe it or not i talk a lot but i grew up and i was like i'm re- kind of am to this day but like i'm a really shy person so for me like getting letting people in like i'll go out and hang out with people i'm cool with everybody but letting people in um for one hand again i, I don't live by myself so like i also like don't want to just be bringing strangers through to like where my, my family's at so mm-hmm. that's a big reason why i don't have too many people over but again like just like I'm very particular about who I let in my space and in that circle. And like, like again, my music to me is sacred. So I'm like, whoever I let in, I got to trust you on that kind of, you know, on a certain level that I wouldn't trust just like a random stranger or just like some random person. Otherwise I'll just email off. Like I will do the email route for people that I don't really know too well, but for people that do know, well, I, I prefer getting in the studio and working with them in those collaborations. So I think that for people that are looking out there and they're trying to do collaborations and they're not sure where to start, look around you first and foremost. I'm sure and like I'm sure there's people that are trying to do the same thing you are and you just haven't found them yet. Go to your local venues, go to your local places that you can find and just meet people and just hang out, just hang out and feed, like see what you like, you know, see who you get along with and, and go from there as far as collaborations. Now, if you're in somewhere that doesn't have that, like you're in the middle of wisconsin and you live in a cabin and there's like no other <laughs> artists that are doing what you're trying to do like well i'm talking about hip-hop specifically but if you live somewhere where it's very remote there's nobody around you that's doing it that's where the internet comes in like and that and that is where the power of the internet internet can be really cool and connecting people that are like-minded be like yo man i'm really big fan of your stuff like yo would you be down to collab like stuff like that um and and just approaching it that way and again knowing what you want to put out 
and sticking to that. Like, don't just collab with somebody because it'll be a good look. Um, don't just collab with someone. I mean, I see it all the time where, again, not to brag, but I've had people that reach out and they're like, yo, man, I want to collab. And I look at their social media. I'll go and look to see what their kind of following is, what their engagement is, like what their situation is to see kind of to measure where they're at because I do, like I said, I have a personal standard for myself as far as like the quality of music and stuff. And I look and I go to see their page and I want to see where they're at. Um, I look at their music and I kind of, you know, because again, this is a complete stranger reaching out. And sometimes I've seen people with like with the blue check and they reach out and they have all these followers, but I'm like, you know what? It's not a fit. Like the per your type of music, it doesn't fit with me. Like, I don't know you. Like, yeah, it might be a good look because you have this, that, and the third. But again, I'm like, I don't know you at the end of the day. Like, I'm not mm -hmm. just going to tag my name onto somebody that I've never met or I don't really know. Like, and it's it's hard to turn down. I feel like people, like, more often than not will jump on those off, especially people that are starting out. But I've gotten to the place where I'm like, I don't need to do that. Like, and I think a lot of artists are probably in those places much sooner than they realize. We're like, I don't need to do that. Like, I don't need to take this show offer where I have to sell 50 tickets and I don't get paid at all for the art mm. or I like I have to pay to perform. Um, I have to, or I have to engage in a scam. A lot of people, they, they don't need that to still do what they do. Like at the end of the day, if the music's good and the music's great and you put it out there and like people are going to find it, it's just a matter of like understanding that there's a lot of things that people feel like they need to do. Mm -hmm. Um, especially collaboration wise, but that they need to do that. I'm like, that I look at, I'm like, you don't need to do that. Like just focus on you, like do your stuff. Like the stuff that you think that you would need to make you pop on or look popping is like, you don't need to do that. Just put out the best music that you can. People gravitate to it, engage with the people that like your music and follow you and want more, like, you know, whatever, like, and work from there and do, you know, kind of pay attention to your crops, like tend to your crops. Don't worry about what other people are doing. Don't do stuff and try stuff that you're not ready for that you don't need to do. I've seen a lot of people that do things that, like, again, that they jump on the stage. Like, I did a couple of shows uh, two years ago at the observatory, um, and I saw people that were there. And I come very, when it comes to me and the music, I also, like I said, I have that standard. I come very professional, like, as far as I come ready to perform. I have my music ready, like, and that's through years of doing it, like, and getting through the scene, going through the process. But I've seen people, like, a couple of those shows at the observatory. I saw people perform that had no business being on that stage, like performance wise, just like the way that they performed in front of a crowd. I was like, this ain't, you know, an open mic. This is a full venue that seats a couple thousand people or that, you know, you fit a couple thousand people. So again, and I'm, and I know that those people, because of the fact that I had, I went and did it, but knowing that those people also, you know, either paid to play or, you know, accepted a bad offer to get in a position where I'm like, you weren't ready for that level. Why are you jumping up above your weight class? Just focus on the progression focus on chipping away and you'll get there eventually like it's just a matter of understanding that so you know all that mindset that mindset of you know just doing doing what's at your level doing all that stuff same thing with collaborations like collaborating with people that you get along with that mm -hmm. you know and that you want to work with because again the right collaboration and if you have a right partnership that partnership could end up extending like if you go in like let's say you go in a business agreement and you partner up with somebody you're like all right let's collab let's open up so like a, a business or a store or whatever depending on the situation you may end up tied to that person for a very long time and getting out of that situation could take even longer like we see it all the time oh. with record labels and record contracts and stuff like that so i'm like if you're gonna go into especially if it's gonna be business wise if you're gonna go into that make sure that the person that you're with is solid make sure that you protect yourself as well but know that understand that whoever you do business with and these people you could end up in business with for a very long time you don't want to be stuck in a relationship that sucks and over time like ends up draining you of being able to pursue your craft and all that stuff so i'm like again like the collaboration aspect pick the right people um be very um protective i guess of your art um and at the end of the day like if it's like you know if you're collaborating with someone that you want to collaborate just have fun just you know at the end of the day remember what you're doing it for for the passion for the love of the game whatever comes from it comes from it um but yeah just yeah man just do it. Like, <laughs> 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 as simple as that. Yeah. I love it. And we're close to wrapping up. I just have one more question okay. for you. It's what I ask every single guest because I believe in the power of connection and conversation and, of course, a good cup of coffee or tea. So I'd love to know if you could have a coffee and commas with anybody, who would it be and why? 
Who anybody like artists like anybody whatever. Anybody, if you had the opportunity to sit down with someone and share a conversation with them, I think I would like to have a conversation with. This is tough because I keep thinking of musical people, and I'm trying to think outside the box. But if I could sit with anybody. I'm going to go with Tyler, the creator, because of the fact that when he kind of tied me back, he's kind of the reason that I got into this music like really heavy. See me the way that I did as far as and the approach that I took and the mindset that I had and just sit and talk with them. I don't know what I would talk with them about, though, because I feel like I've seen so many of his interviews and talked with him <laughs> and like seen him and he's spoken on so much. I don't know what I would talk with them about, but I would talk with them. Just, just to talk and just if, like even if we don't talk presence. about yeah just, yeah just to like have a conversation as a human being and just be like yo man what's going on what you got going on like mm-hmm. fucking music like what you got going on like because I know he's into cars and I grew up and I'm super yeah. into cars so like that's something we talk about like art film stuff like that like traveling like I feel like we'd probably end up talking about everything but music because the music stuff I feel like is pretty straightforward like mm-hmm. I know enough about the music that I don't need to really add ask him about certain things he'd be like yo like what's your favorite car that you like or how'd you get in the cars like stuff like that mm. that's i think that's the type of stuff i that's would ask cool. him so yeah I, i'd say tyler i feel like that'd be a fun conversation love that well thank you so much lee for being here thank you for, for having those me those who want to keep up with what you're doing how can they find you and how can they find your music uh yes so you can find me um i feel like i've done a pretty good job of keeping it similar everywhere my artist name is lou salem that's l-e-w and then S-A-L-E-M is in Mary. Um, you can find me on social media. Um, my primary ones that I'm on are Instagram and Twitter, soon to be YouTube. I plan on putting a bunch of stuff and content on YouTube this year. So, um, yeah, so that's where you can find me, like, socially. If you want to connect, reach out. Um, and then musically, same thing. I'm on all platforms musically. Um, if you go to, like, my social media profiles i have the link in bio and it's like the landing page where to take you to all the other like pages and everything and you can go and find all the other music and stuff so yeah i'm everywhere as far as music is out there if you want to listen to it find something you like a bunch of projects that are out there i've got uh i've got shambles down 2017 i've got don't touch me i'm expensive oh no sorry um and now for something completely different uh august 2018 don't touch me. I'm expensive. December 2018. Price went up June 2019. And then most recently, priceless December 2019. And soon to come for 2020. We'll see. But right now, there's five Ooh. projects. So even though I don't put out any music, y'all, y'all got stuff to listen to. So go listen oh, to it. Stream sure. it up. <laughs> well, awesome. Thank you so much again. And thank you all for tuning in. We'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you all for tuning in to the Coughing Convos podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please rate us and leave us a review on the podcast platform you're streaming on. Our team would greatly appreciate it. The Coughing Convos podcast is produced by Futures Past. And our original theme song is produced by Sounds by DJ. Bye.